plans for Bigfoot, what are they? Like, what do you do? Like, how does it work? Somebody, like I call and I said, hey, I know about dog man because I'm the dog man whisperer, but I don't know nothing about Bigfoot. Could you get rid of it? The first thing we would tell them <laughs> is get the book because, <laughs> no, seriously, know, because I mean, it's very clear. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so that, it'll tell them what they need to do. Exactly what they need to it's do, what to look for. They need to clean. Here's, here's some of the main problems. Trash up around the areas that bringing them in keep your trash inside your house until it's or take it put it in little uh, grocery bags and take it off with you when you go to work get rid of it every day we clean out the food containers uh, wash them out the cans and things like that try to get as little of the food smell as you can you can put a bleach scent up in the the like your vent hood with the with the rag anything to just stop that garbage smell that attracts them get rid of the blinds around your yard they're they're there, we have we have also two videos. One is um, tracking deterrence home tracking home and deterrence de- 101 for homeowners. For homeowners, yeah, that's about the outside getting rid of the blinds. Um, the blinds are made by them, or they can be made by ourselves because we've got junk piled up here or there, or don't remove the lawn debris. Uh, it's got to be chopped up so small that they can't weave it into things and do things with it incrementally. Uh, we, the first thing we do is uh, when we drive up, we're looking for bowed over, and there's illustrations in the book, the unnaturally bowed trees. We're looking for tree breaks. We're looking for dark areas, any dark area that's facing towards the windows or the doors or the, your car's an ambush spot. This is how it's broken down in the book, the ambush spots and the... Your mailbox, anywhere that there's a pattern, like you were talking about that guy, this one has his lunch over here, and that, well, you wouldn't be the only one noticing that the Bigfoot noticed that, too. They notice your kid's going to come out at this time. They notice you're going to check the mail at that time. They're watching those patterns, too. So, clean, push, push everything back at least 50 yards from your house. Give yourself a clean line of sight. Um, light it up. Put the game cams, not to catch them, but to deter them. They don't like that infrared, so aim game cams towards your house and aim them away from your house. Uh, Crisscross, overlap them so that if one's removed, the next one catches it. You know, yeah, the lighting for sure. Those are the main problems is the the trash. Another thing, noise. People don't need to be hollering outside, uh, hollering for their kids because these things mimic the names. One of our... One of our trackers, even this little girl is, she's not a toddler. She's old enough to know this is in Louisiana. About two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And she heard, thought she heard her dad and she enough that she gets up and goes around the corner of the house. Her dad wasn't even off of work. It's a Bigfoot that's getting ready to, you know, it's sizing her up. It's, it's trying to lure her. So there's just practice in mimicking. So that's why we tell people don't holler. If we do have to say a name, we need to change it after two times. You don't want to give them an opportunity to hear it over and over to keep practicing it. When, um, you know, people will make the beckoning uh, with their hands for their kids to come to them. To begin with, they need to be be outside with their kids at all times. But if they have to call their kids, instead of doing that, the Bigfoot have learned how to do that too, to lure them into the woods. We teach them. Raise your hands and turn so that your left side is facing your child. And that exposes, because when they mimic that, that's going to expose that area that can be shot. 
Um, because if they're doing that, they're trying to lure your kid. Yeah, because you're saying, come here, Billy. Come here, Billy. Yeah. And it's so it's picking that up. And so if it's doing that, it's, it's trying to call that child out. But also whenever we go to a new place, we the first day we, we let everything happen the way it's going to happen. We go and if they want to cook out, we're going to cook out with them. Yeah. We're going to just let everything be as normal, as natural as possible. And we also have audio that we set up uh, at nighttime because we're going to listen on the inside. We can run it from the inside, but the long extension will let us get a good distance out there. We'll also lay track traps that next day, uh, which is just raking out the, the ground so that you can see if there's some kind of imprint. In front of the windows, you yeah. Know. We look in the kitchens, the living room, and the front doors, back doors. We'll stand there and look for the best strategic place to be to darkest view. spot. You know, and and you wanna you wanna look for a, a place where you will see the front door, the driveway, uh, down the road, because this is where they're gonna be. This is where they watch, and also look up in the trees because they they also use the trees. And they'll be up there watching. So we'll we'll do that for the first and second day. On the third day, that's when we break up the thermals and the night vision, and we'll go out and we'll do the recording then because they're comfortable enough that we're just regular people. They don't expect us to come out with thermals and night vision and audio recording devices and things like that. So we always pretty well catch them off guard. Even when we're tracking, we catch them off guard because they don't expect us to be in the mountains at that time. You know, Did they ever uh, get aggressive with you guys? Well, we, I've been bluff charge uh, one time um, at that same place where I, I severed that friendship because they wanted me to go out. Uh, I think it was like a probably two weekends after that to go back to that same place, and I took this time. I took a shotgun, had my knife, uh, uh, took the thirty thirty. And for the longest time, it was so plentiful out there, we'd only take one bullet. And it was that thing. We had to take one bullet because, you know, you're supposed to be a good shot. So we only always took one bullet out there. But this was the first time that they see me. I mean, I was pumping shells. I was loaded down. I had extra shells on me. I had the shotgun with me. I had that strapped on. My thermals, night vision. And they started joking around going, oh, you're going after Bigfoot, huh? And I said, I said, well, if it's a bear, I'm coming back with a bear. Yeah, it's and it's whatever the predator. Whatever is. wants to eat us. Yeah, yeah, whatever wants to kill you. Yeah, and so we all went out and so did, aggressive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we, I tried to get them to do the same thing, just slow down and let me get off, so I could walk up to the pond because I knew that pond is an ambush spot. All water areas are. Ambush oh, absolutely, areas. absolutely. But but they drove me up on that four-wheeler and I'm saying, stop, drop me off. And I said, no, 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 because they're, they're not thinking big for, they're thinking, you know, buddies, whatever. And I said, drop me off. And I said, no, no, we'll take you up there. And I said, no, 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 drop me off. <laughs> You're Finally, not doing me a favor. Yeah. They took me right up to the pond area and pulled and he popped open the beer and he started drinking it. And he goes, well, we'll be back here in a little bit. And he, I'm just looking at him like, you just gave my position away, you know. You want to stand here and talk. And I'm just yeah. looking, I'm not saying a word to him. And he finally gets the message. He goes, well, okay, well, I guess I'll go because I'm not saying anything <laughs> to him. I'm like, you know. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he starts pulling off, 
I pull the thermal out and I'm looking because I hear a noise by the by the um, by the pond. I take another thermal and I get a head that's sticking up over the rock, and I take another thermal to my left, and I catch a little. And I got pictures of those thermals also, so I start easing back just a little bit because I know there's one there in front of me, and I heard a noise on my right, and the thermal picked up a small on the left so I'm starting to ease back and but I can hear movement when I'm walking so I start picking my pace up and I can hear it picking up its pace and what I did was I stopped with one foot in the air and I heard that that extra you know yeah. it, it didn't stop like I did it went I said oh well I'm, I, I actually said now nah, I got you but you know you're <laughs> You're not thinking it's uh, you know a thousand pound you know yeah. beast you know I said now nah, I got you, but and then I was like so I turned around ran the thermals and there I got another hot spot just just right behind the brush and it's a thick brush, and then um so I start backing out and uh, all of a sudden you hear boom 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 and it was coming, and so uh, what I did was I put that thirty thirty down pulled that shotgun off got on down on one knee. And got ready for it, and it stopped. And so once it stopped, I was like, well, let me move back. I kept moving back, moving back. Got behind a smaller tree, running the thermals, and I can see two hot spots on my left, and they're coming to circle me. This one's still in front of me. And so while I'm focusing on the ones on my left, I look down, and I'm standing in a shadow. And, I mean, it's a big shadow, and my body's inside like the, this part of it, the middle part, mm-hmm. but you, I can see the arms and the, the the chest and the shoulders and the head, and I'm standing in it. So I take that thirty thirty and I, oh, I place it down, get that shotgun, pull it back, and I'm gonna just whip around and shoot. But um, I also see with that thermal, these two are moving close to me, and so uh, what I did was actually put the shotgun down, even though I'm still in that shadow, grab the 30-30, pull that hammer back as quick as I could, use the handheld thermal, and I use my pinky to balance the tip. And I'm just looking with that thermal of where they're at. I know I'm not going to get a clean shot, but I go ahead and squeeze off a, a shot just to get them to lay down, and then those those hot spots disappear. They went behind trees or, or got lower. Why do they? And, and, and you, I think you guys had said they give off an intense heat signature, right? Well, it, it's they not, can control that. Yeah, they can control their heat too. So with the thermals, we look for just any higher rating, but we also look for the figures in it because they also show up blue, not just yellow and white, but they show up blue. Why is that? It's death. Whenever they're in their translucent state, it also covers their heat. Wow! It's like a shield for them. But um, so then that keeps you from being able to see them with the thermal. With the thermals, but if you also we're looking for dark areas because it's going to be all blue, but there's something there that's going to be blue and a little darker blue. So those are things we're looking for too, and then we look for outlines and and figures and stuff like that. But uh, but just seeing those, I made those lay down. I looked down, grabbed the shotgun, whipped around, and I'm in the sun. So I, I and they, they'll always be in the sun. They always come with the glare in the morning and the evening. That's where you'll to, find to, them to help. They them. hide behind right. the light, okay. yeah. just like a spider. 
Yep. And uh, so I finally eased all the way back and got to another position. And long story short, by the time everybody got back, um, they asked who shot. And I said, I did. And they said, uh, well, you're shooting that Bigfoot? So I said, yes. And uh, so I took a thermal right where they had parked. And they're drinking beer and everything. And so I'm taking thermals. And there's two big black spots just right there in the brush line. And uh, I said, well, you know, we should we should go. And they're like, what? You know, we're having a beer. And I, I, I think the guy who ridiculed the most got a little spooked because this is the first time. I mean, he just gunned it all the way back. That was the first time because it's well-known property. We usually just kind of cruise back. But this time it was like you had to hold on because they was nervous about something. And so uh, also a long story short, we got out of there, but – and we severed that friendship because I said, you know, you don't believe me, so and I'm telling you the truth, and I'm, so I don't need friends like that. And I hadn't talked to him since, but I have heard that after that, it's probably about two weeks that people were thinking that he was crazy because he's talking about Bigfoot and he's talking about that they're up there at his cabin, and he he feels like they're trying to trap him and surround him at night when he goes up there. So now everybody thinks he's crazy and I won't talk to him. So he doesn't have anybody to get information from or, or what to do. And to me, that's not my problem. I was there trying to help you, trying to tell you. And once that help or that ridicule happens, then I wipe my hands with it. Hopefully he watches the show. Yeah. Well, for, what, what for do you guys... the freakiest part was I had already learned the the honey when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patterns, I could see that. This is in the big thicket area. So I knew how they're setting up their traps and their lairs. And, and I knew about the boneyard, the size of a football field. That, I don't even know if I told you about that, but huge boneyard. Um, size of a football field? Oh, it was awful. It was awful. Uh, yeah, right there in that same area. And that's only as far as we got to explore uh, one of my kids. Had, was it in a cave or what was it? No, no, laying flat out in the woods. Walked oh down God. this uh, area, just right there in my area, like the across the next property. Did, was this done by one individual or like a, a troop? Of this Bigfoot? is done by many, many, many. Uh, they were hunting at our property and they were eating over at the other property. That's where their dining room was. And, and we're talking. Um, well, that's sheep. where we tracked them to. Yeah, yeah. When he. Uh, let me tell you about the uh, the traps first, because to me that was the life altering time. So I already knew how they trapped. I already knew how big that boneyard was. So I already knew how many there's got to be out there, because I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of bones. And um, I woke up one morning, and the way the land was, this creek serpentined around it, and there's one little peninsula that had a rope swing. And I walked out there one morning, had a little plus a wooden swing that I would sit on and drink coffee. But 
it was my grandson's play area and those traps and blinds overnight had been set up all the way around it. He was going to be their next prey. Everything that we look for about how they hunt and what they're doing, they were setting him up right right there outside the house. And I was like, man, I I played a role in them being that close to the house because I was listening to these stupid shows about how to interact with them. I never did want to be their friends. I stuck out a couple apples, you know, and then and then I didn't, you know, I was like, no, I don't like that. And, you know, I learned as I went along and um, they'll design a trap specifically for you. I was more interested in the bones. What were they eating? And I find a couple there around, but I didn't know there was this huge boneyard back over there. And, um, but anyway, that was just totally disturbing to me. I was even weaving, I could weave almost as good as a Bigfoot with the forest. I was weaving tunnels out there. You know, I was having a good old time. I'm sure they probably thought I, size 11, she probably thought I was part Bigfoot too, but you know, um, all through the yard and stuff. And I'm, I'm bringing this stuff closer and closer to the house because it's showing my interest out there. They're following back by the time. Uh, I left from there. They were tunneling in from the creek side towards the house. They had been getting up underneath the house, pulling off the the sewer pipe, mm. you know, kept blaming the dog for that. It wasn't the dog. It, so I'm learning as I went along. He filled in so many gaps for me because I kept saying, I would ask these other groups, like, what do you, this doesn't seem right to me and that doesn't seem right to me. And they're, they weren't filling in these gaps. Like I, I was like, no, this. These these aren't forest friends. It just didn't look right. And then when I saw one of his videos um, and showed him some of the structures, uh, at first I had sent the pictures because there's one that looks almost like a wagon wheel spoke. It's just a really elaborate structure there. And I'd sent them to him, but he's you know super busy tracking, doing all kinds of things. Sent them through the internet, and time goes by, and then. Uh, He's blocked again from groups in Facebook. He can't respond, and people are bashing him, saying that he's a fraud and a liar and a scammer and a this and then that. Well, I had already, I thought he was arrogant, but I, you know, I, I thought for, you know, who's going to call themselves a Bigfoot expert? You know, yeah. how, how dare they, you know, and, or, you know, but I also wanted to know, I didn't get too snotty about it, but I was like, you know, it's a bold <laughs> move, bold move. Why is he calling himself that? And so you know, I was watching, and I was like, wow, okay, now this is making sense. This is why they're doing this. It is, I was getting confirmation, but I had sent him that picture, and when I saw him getting bullied but not able to defend himself in there because they you know, just block your access on Facebook, they don't let you defend yourself. They block your account. But I see you can say a lot of things. You can say you don't agree with him about the conclusions he's come to. I'd already looked into his past. You can say anything you want to, but it, he's not a fraud. So I was defending him like that. So I think that drew his attention because he could still read the things. So he's like, well, like, who's this person? Def somebody's actually defended me? What's this? <laughs> so he goes back and looks at the pictures that I had sent. And he's like, okay, what's that? But what he sent to me was, why do you need my validation with that? I was like, oh, I don't need your validation, but, you know, like, what do you think? <laughs> you know, is, is this what I'm, he's like, yeah, you, you, you know what you're looking at. And then we got talking about the, the portal out there and the traps and the, just the disorientation, just everything. It's just a freak show out there. And, and he and another tracker came and helped me close that 
portal. And I didn't stay there too much long after that. I moved away from there. And then, um, but after he had left and that's when I found the, I think that's, that was yeah, when we, I found we, the traps right around the grandson's thing. And that was just a game changer. I was like, yeah, uh, it's my mission now to make other grandmothers <laughs> and mothers warriors yeah. because if something happens to the men, the, the women can't be weak. Yeah. If something happens to the men, you're going to have to defend yourself anyway, and it shouldn't all be on them. It shouldn't be a burden. Everybody should play a part in watching what's going on and keeping things cleaned up and and uh, just protecting themselves. And if something happens to the parents, the kids got to know how to protect themselves. That's right. You know, quit quit telling them there's no such things as monsters. Yeah, and there's no um, Just prepare them for it. We're not trying to scare people. We're trying to prepare them. And so that's our mission. You know, we we put up with hell over it. We've lost a lot of... Well, there's a cult of ignorance that, that has just... Horrible. Very pervasive in this purpose. society. Yeah. And, and and it's one of those things where they, these powers that be have a vested interest in keeping everybody as ignorant as possible. You because bet they do. lack of, of understanding, knowledge, and wisdom is basically you're just... Because, you know, forewarned is forearmed. God's so, people die for lack of knowledge. That's right. You just... You die because you don't know. And 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 then you have other dummies who have a vested interest in telling people to be dumb like them, so that they're not the only dummies you know out there. And they're infecting these groups. Oh yeah, and they're I going in NPCs. bullying people to shut yeah. up. No, oh, that, that's what that uh, critical yeah of whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the names. I want them you know coming to me you know before it's time. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to tell you this: the the, the people that I argued with for years were the dogman people, or that they were all just flesh and blood and they were some sort of uh, undiscovered species. Right. And I'm like, bull crap. They're, this is not an undiscovered species of animal. These things are not, I mean, this right here is a pretty good, re well, not minus the maracas, but, but he's a pretty good representation of what I saw when I was 15. Imagine being 15 years old and you see this, this thing right here. He looked a lot like that. Um, that's as close as anybody's come to a sculpture. But the, and then and some uh, of them have been seen with the tracking collars and the oh, military they, calls yeah. them assets. Mm -hmm. These are the super warriors, the super soldiers of the. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's my next coming. question. Go ahead. And I was going to say that on that land that we were asked to come and help and track and look around. Basically, we just said we'll come down and look around. And if we get if it's OK, we'll, we'll do some tracking and. and yeah, it's fine if you if you want to do that. And so we came down and we tracked them all the way to the edge of the property. And you know, we said, Well, they're hunting here, but they're feeding over there. That's and that's exactly where we found that um boneyard later. Have you guys dealt with, with uh with dogman reports? Yeah. Werewolves? Uh, I actually called into your show one time. I don't know if you remember about um I told you several dogman things, but one of them was in which we call them walking wolves now, but uh the guy that was driving down the road and he saw a, a doe that was dead in the road and then the fawn and it's about three o'clock in the morning and he stopped and he got out to get the fawn and he heard a noise and he looks back and there was a what he's basically described as a werewolf that was picking up the deer, the the dead doe, and they saw each other and both kind of, the it went one direction and he threw the fawn in his truck and he took off the other direction. He said it went down our driveway and 
that that creek wound around and then it went under the road and everything and it went down our driveway and then cut off towards one bend of the creek and I asked him and I didn't even know this guy he didn't know anything about uh he didn't even know the term dog man uh he had never met me he didn't know about my interest in this because I'd already started collecting stories around there because we were seeing too much weird stuff mm-hmm. and he said it took him three months before he came back down that road again he would go like like a no it took him longer than that it was uh 30 miles that he would go out of his way so he didn't have to come back down that road again because it freaked him out so bad what he saw. I said, why didn't you tell us? He says, it went down your driveway. I didn't know if it was yours or what you people were into. You know, and he said, besides that, what are you going to walk up and say uh, to a total stranger? By the way, I saw a werewolf in your yard. That's the problem, too. People don't want to. When it comes to Bigfoot, there's a little more leeway because you could say, well, it's a giant monkey running around out there. Right. But with Dogman. Or an ancient human. Yeah, ancient hominin, hominid, either way. Um, But with Dogman, it's. So mind bending. That, that was a lot a harder for me to accept. Than- it is. It's. I mean, you know, Sabilla did a good job of draw, drawing it. What I saw a little bit thicker in the midsection. It was, but it was more muscular. It was big, and I, it, it is a human looking, kind of humanoid shaped, but it is a, a werewolf looking creature. I will tell this to people. Barton and me argue back and forth. He really believes that a Bigfoot would just destroy a dog man, and blah blah blah. What I told Barton is this. I said, if you took a Bigfoot the size, the same size of that as the dog man that I saw, that dog man is going to kill that thing in two seconds flat. Because, and I'll tell you why, because the dog man had this huge, bulky, big bo- body, almost like a Bigfoot would, you would imagine a Bigfoot would be. I haven't seen one, but the reports I get. And then it had these humongous claws that just were unnatural, that wolves don't even have claws like that. More akin to like a bear's claws, and then and then it had these raptor type claw feet, right? And then it had this humongous wolf head. So if you were to take a Bigfoot and just make the the back the legs like this with the hawks on the back, and folks, I'm looking at a sculpture that was done of, of a Bigfoot by somebody. That's why uh, that's why I'm referring to you can't see it here, and, and uh, but I show it on the live stream all the time. So if you don't watch the live stream, shame on you. But th- th- so what happens is this thing, it, it has everything that the Bigfoot has, except also it has a humongous head with a big old mouth that's way bigger and pronounced, more pronounced than the ape looking humanoid, whatever. If, if they open their mouths big enough, they all have the, the fangs mm-hmm. towards the back. But the Bigfoot do too, the more typical looking But they Chewbacca don't have the big type, snout, you know. They like do, the, no, but they do have the mouth that goes way back and back opens up in. about like a Pac-Man. Oh, wow. And they do have claws. Not all of them have claws, but many of them have claws. Mm-hmm. And uh, just any mutation you come up with. I, so, so really, it, does, it just depends it on which one matter. you get. It matter. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to get, you know, which one's the biggest, baddest at that mm-hmm. time, you know. Just, I've heard stories depend on how they're both, matched. You know. They're all wicked. Uh, I've heard stories of Bigfoot chasing Dogman out of their area, and I've heard of Dogman killing Bigfoot and vice versa. It's just, uh, it's like war. Yeah. And they don't really care. I mean, no. and I've heard of different types of, here recently, we heard of different types of Dogman and engaging. And then the the the, the ones out uh, that we talked about near Thorndale, they seem to be gone now. They were supplanted by a bigger, more aggressive species, if that's even possible. The ones that were there before were averaging about six and a half, seven foot, 
kind of rangy looking and they were they were gray and more they, coyote-ish. They, well, these weren't dogmen, these were Bigfoot. I should, I should have oh. specified that, but they they were covered in ash. I mean, I, I think this. I think that they were taking ash from people's campsites and stuff, and they were covering themselves with it because some of the the hunters out there, turkey hunters and and uh, deer hunters, were telling us that they were seeing these creatures that looked like their face was covered in ash. And then I told a story on the show that was an encounter that was given to me years ago. I believe it was besieged by Bigfoot, and it was of a family um, that we that we didn't give their full name. Some of their descendants still live over there, but they're the McCulloughs. And they went through a war with these creatures because one of them, he came back from World War I and he had cholera and he died and they buried him and these things dug him up. So the old man goes out there and he shoots one of them out of anger. You know, he's like, these things are coming around and they're digging up our dead. So they dug up in their little family cemetery, his son. And so he kills it. I mean, they were poor people, so they didn't have a coffin. So that's why they were... And so he kills it, then that just starts all kinds of heck to the point where my ancestors, my great, uh, great uncle and, and their family had to help them move. And I talked about that on the show. And that's a, a family story that was passed down to me and my cousins. And I actually talked to a few of my family members that were that vaguely remember that, you know, so they, and then some that remembered a little better. But now, here recently, I've gotten these reports of these big uh, chocolate-covered, uh, chocolate-covered, chocolate-covered. I'm tired, boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about Lamb's Candies earlier. I'm talking about chocolate-covered. Uh, no, cho- chocolate-furred, co- chocolate-fur-colored, uh-huh. yeah. or chocolate-colored fur, sorry. Um, Bigfoot-looking creatures that are, one of them, a guy said that there were two of them messing around in his uh, farm, out by his farm, and he has an old tractor old john deere tractor from like the 40s and they they shoved it over like they were playing with it like nothing that's what one of the hunters that had to take one down uh, actually got called in he got called into an apartment complex and this was in utah the cops the rangers who all authorities were there they didn't want to handle these what he was told were was i don't know if they told him it was two bears or one bear at the dumpsters of an apartment complex, and he goes there, and it's it's Bigfoot, and the other guys are they're just shaking so bad they're shaking the back of the truck. He's up in the bed of the truck trying to steady his uh, weapon on the uh, over the cab so that he can shoot the one the one that he sees, and he's like, "Get off the truck! You know you're you, you're making me tremble," and some of them were soiling themselves they were just terrified of what was mm-hmm. in there but after he killed it uh not after he killed it after he shot it it was strong enough that it picked up one of those double door dumpsters mm-hmm. with one hand and he said it was slamming around like a oh, paper bag that's how powerful and then another one came up out of the dumpster too there was a second one in there the strength is crazy the, uh, unnatural strength the, the, would you, for your money though would you guys uh what is this what am i looking at here? this is what i seen in the sky so i painted it and later if you take the next picture the oh, next wow. picture is from the a military chinese jet that took a picture of that they didn't show it all that's the appendage that he's talking about that pierced that was weird that's in the sky and so hoping if, that we can talk about this um, that they do put on clothing the little ones the 
They'll put wow. the juveniles in clothing so that they can get closer to humans. Like how coyotes will play with it with a pup. Yes, and so and, like and when then people get them out there, and then they'll kill them. Absolutely. Oh, and that's another thing. They'll use pets too to lure lure people into the woods, lure kids into the woods. But the clothing thing, when people see somebody with a hooding or a trench coat or something like that, and they always look at the feet because you know mm-hmm. they'll keep their head down. Or maybe it's the what looks like the woman in the wood with a white gown, but the hair is all down in the face or something like that. Mm-hmm. They'll steal clothes from victims, from clotheslines, from wherever. Yeah, I've heard a dog and they'll put man the smaller the ones thing. in there. Yeah, walking down They're, the street wearing well, hoodies. Well, think of the story stuff. of the big bad wolf yeah. that, that put on the grandmother's nightgown. Is that these happen for character. a reason? Yeah, that was that group of the first ones I seen. Wow! If you look at that, blow it up. You're going to see a pointed ear like an pointed elf. Ears, yeah. And then if you look at the hand, it's fur all the way to the wrist. And it looks like it's wearing black leather gloves, you know, you know that skin color. What what do you think about like like is and and like what is more uh to you like more terrifying? Like if you had to deal with one of these creatures or the other. Doesn't matter we none put them all in the same basket. All, there's not none one that's more terrifying than the other. No. I mean to, be, a, to a, someone who's not trained and never seen these things or not prepared or not even told about these things, it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. It, it's to where people would soil themselves. Their hearts will fail. So you wouldn't have a better, like you don't think you would do better against like a Bigfoot than a dog man or vice versa? No. There, to us, we just have to take a care of what's in front a predator. of us. A predator. And we, Which one's harder we to tell kill? people to Neither one of them. I mean, imagine I mean, the biggest. Just where you shoot. Grossest. Snarling. Imagine just the worst thing you can, the biggest thing you can, and that way you're prepared. You're like, oh, you got, you know, just like, um, but you go shoot in, into the eye towards the third eye. Is that why? Because Joe Barger killed killed a dog man, David and Goliath, and that's where he shot was like in the the eye. Yeah, Yeah, it's got a hit there, right there, the third eye. You can't shoot straight through the eye, but towards the center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you shoot straight, it's just an eye cavity. Yeah. And they're going that's, to keep coming. That's the quickest kill. And the second is under that. Oh, under the, the arms. Under yeah. the arm. Yeah. And then the last would be because they're pouncing predators. So if they, you know, they'll drop down right before they're going to pounce, just like a spider. Um, even if they are charging on two feet, they're going to drop down before they, uh, but the, between the buttocks and like down right there in the center at the bottom, but that's a slow Slow kill, but at least you can damage it, and you know you probably won't make it through that one. It's preferable to do the other two shots. That, that one's more for like a distant shot, or if it's going away, still get it in the buttocks because it, it will at least damage bleed, that. and the others can attack it. Yeah. But you slow so, death. So, quick, quick question here about this. Um, that's a lot of questions, but let me ask you this one: These things, do, do, they do like in my book. I talk to several people, many people, and. I talked to Claudia Ackley. I don't know if you knew who that was. And Claudia, she died uh, like not long after I interviewed her. What I, for the book, and one of the things that I noticed, it was like a recurring theme with the weirdness that surrounds these creatures. Like this weird, there's a lot of paranormal involved, not just people being paranormal, but just these creatures in, in general like the phenomena that goes on around this phenomena, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what is all goes that together. all about? Like, I mean, in, in your minds, what do you think it's that this... just all together. You're talking about like orbs and things like yeah, that, like, just like pure energy, UFOs, and yeah. it's just all related. 
Yeah. It, it does all go together. I'm glad you're doing the third book. Yeah. Is it, it yeah, it's the it's the it's gonna be I don't know yet. I'm trying to decide whether it's gonna be a UAP or like MK Ultra type thing. I don't know. I'm I'm doing I'm trying I'm trying to make up my mind and then I'm gonna do haunted houses. I was gonna do the ghost one first, but the UAP thing seems so much more relevant right now. I would start with that one. Yeah, so I'm kind of doing that. But I was wondering what do you what what like when you guys have been out and about and around these things? Does it two two questions? First of all, do you ever feel like it's a spiritual attachment that could come from it? And then the second thing is, do you ever feel ill? Not ill, but we talk about the mind protection technique, mm-hmm. and that's where you would silence it. And you practice this at home. You practice this before you're in a stress situation. Silence your mind completely. You you first told your body what to do. If you're out there and you think there's mind speaker, you just got to get home. Tell your body, get me back to the truck, get me back to the house, whatever. Tell your body what to do first, kind of like going on autopilot with a a car. You can get there. Your body remembers how to get there. And then you silence your mind completely. You don't even want internal dialogue, and that way nothing can can get in there. Nothing can pierce that. You know, like a demon can't talk to you. There can't be mind speak, can't allow mind speak if if there's total silence. And that's to protect your mind. That full armor of God has got to be prayed on every, you know, keep it on at all times. That's the most important thing to to help you. But we've, uh, we haven't really covered the mimicking sounds and things like that. The, the infrasound can even, um, the different mimicking that they can do. When I had that confusion that that was from the in, the infrasound, you can feel super, super drained and tired, headache. I've had the, the, um, pain shooting up from the spine like starting at the lower spine and you know when you stick your tongue to a nine volt battery it's like that level that uh, i don't really know how to explain it but it's like that level but much more intense shooting up and down the spine uh been attacked like that but not since training with them but the the disorientation it can cause headaches we haven't been zapped anything like what's happened to kirk that's that's mm. terrible what happened to him. Yeah, that's like like uh, Charles Hamill said that he felt like some sort of electricity yeah. coming off of the thing. And, and there's, this communi- there's this part of the community where all you have to do is say that's, that you felt some sort of electric energy. And they're like, oh, nope, nope, that's not real. That's not happening. These Everything's things just- energy. And the, it's like they want to talk about science, but they don't want to acknowledge that everything right? is energy. And then- right. You're like, they want to believe that this is a giant monkey, a giant And ape. I can't and, stand and when can't. people say, well, I I want to believe this or I want to believe. Well, well, you should just want the truth, period. Why do you want to believe one thing or like just uh, you want to believe what something actually is? You shouldn't want there to be a specific result i mean mm-hmm. it just is what it is you, you just want, you want, it want to, to know what paradigm that you, you can deal in. with anything if you know what you're dealing with mm-hmm. like you guys before the show we were talking i'm not going to say names but a particular youtuber who had a particular woman on her one on his show and he was just being snarky and not believing her and basically just had her on I don't know why to argue with and get views, I guess. Yeah. And I, I, I used to be friends with that guy until he decided to, that, uh, I like Ike. So I guess that's what he's, his deal was. But 
Um, that was it, you know, but, but, um, yeah, he, he kind of does the same thing whenever somebody that he doesn't like, he just kind of sits there and doesn't say much, you know, and doesn't really interact. And I mean, you know, that's because, because he believes a certain way. And I think that truly is one of the unfortunate things about our field that some people, they, they just, uh, will turn on you and walk away from you and not work with you just because your views don't line up directly with theirs. And then that, that, that has created division when we should all be trying to get along and, and work together, but that's just not happening. That Bigfoot in the hoodie one, um, and this, this is from a Choctaw family that really they're not very far from us. They're about five minutes from us, and they've had so much activity. Oh, my gosh, and, and aggression and stuff like that. And what I can't stand is for somebody who wasn't there to tell you what it was that you saw. This this is one of a, the Bigfoot in the hoodie is one of a bunch of still shots that we took off of a door cam, the ring ring cam, and we're t- we're trying to tell people that they'll wear the clothes and everything. And there's one, and she's pretty well known in the Bigfoot thing, and comes across as real friendly. And I thought, you know, I thought I liked her and could trust her and whatever, but she insists that those were chair cushions there there were no chair cushions on that porch there wasn't a hoodie that was a chair cushion behind it or she just she couldn't accept that that's what that was yeah and was and and so she's she asked about online then she got me offline you know private message and she's like what is it we had this big long conversation and i explained to her and then later i presented it in a group with the pictures and a post about it, trying to tell people about it. And then she comes on there again as if we didn't already have this conversation a, a year ago. I guess she thought I forgot. And she's saying, but I think it's just chair cushions. And But it was like she was thinking she was going to have backup in the group, which she did, you know, of, no, it's just chair cushions and we didn't know what we're talking about. And, and it was just, just really irritating, the backstabbing kind of. Of, be passive of way, aggression. Like, yeah, we just went ahead and unfriended. Passive aggressive. That's exactly that's right. Like, I get, I get yeah. into fights all the time in these groups. I'm yeah, always like, grow up. The, to me, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you know, the the, the and, and the proof to me, for me and my, you know, is that that somebody will tell me a story, and no matter how strange it is, a lot of times I'll just put it in my one-off archive. You know, I get, I get the email, I immediately take them exactly. out of the, the email. Remain neutral, at least. Yeah. I take all my stuff out of my email thing because somebody can hack you. you know? So you just take it out, you know. And so I just take them out and I throw them in there. What's crazy, though, is you got I got a one-off, you know, but that doesn't stay like that because ultimately somebody will exactly. you, you send me another one. So when you pull threads and people say, well, why do you believe the way you believe? It's because because if you've heard 30 stories from 30 different people from exactly. across the country who or across the world and they don't know each other, they have no vested interest in each other at all, and they're telling you a story of something that looks like, you know, this devil monkey looking creature probably exists because there's all these people talking about it. They don't know each other and they got nothing to gain by lying to you. Exactly. And so something that sits in the one-off will eventually become something that's talked about on the show. And this is why we, we, they're unknown, unknown DNA. Don't you have enough of it in a pile over there of unknown, unknown that you have? Mm-hmm. It's a whole new category. You got, that is, and that's yeah. the spider binding DNA that's trying to bind all these things together. Mm-hmm. These Frankenstein monsters that we, we named it the spider squatch DNA. 
And then also they don't, uh, and then <laughs> That's also, how the round table works. You're like, I'm going to remember that. And you're like, oh, gosh. The <laughs> points home, are so fast that I forgot. Notes, so that we can remember. I have no idea how many points I've but lost. But also they're sending off to these labs the, the results that they're getting back. They're not getting back the complete results. Mm-hmm. This stuff's hidden. You're getting back what they think you want. And the mimicry thing you guys were talking about, like, we, we were talking about doing a show about that because there was somebody You'll up in find Colorado. find a list in that book. Oh, dude, it, it, it's, yeah, it's crazy because we have had reports of somebody who ran into a thing that looked like a bighorn sheep looking creature, but with teeth. Yeah. And it was talking like his mother. Yeah. What, what Now, and, and Tony, I know you know this one, but because the guy, his, his actual name was uh, Tony. Well, he's Anthony, but he goes by Tony. So I thought it was funny because. Anthony's name is Mario Anthony. He's not, it's not Tony. And his name is just Tony. So people get him confused, so we call him Mushu. Mm, they but, still do. Yeah, they still, but this guy's name was Tony, and, and he gave me a story, or us a story. He said that for two or three days, this was a week after his mother had passed, that he kept waking up and thinking that there was something there. I'm going to talk about it on, like, in depth on an episode, but long story short, he he goes around the side of the house with his older brother, and they come face to face with an eight foot tall, ram headed, demonic looking creature that had teeth. And it was, the, the, oh god, the creepiest, <laughs> the creepiest thing about it was that it was like li- literally talking, moving its mouth, showing them what it did. That was a demon. Yeah, a demon. But it was like flesh and blood demon. Right. Know? But it was using his mother's voice, and and I. And so we asked him. I mean, it's, you know, I said, dude. Okay. Your mom was passed on. Like, so he goes, I just wanted to know. They were expecting to go out there and see like the spirit of his mother. And they were young guys, 23 and 21. So they weren't, and I'm not, I'm not knocking people who are young and stupid. Y'all are stupid. I'm just saying, I'm joking, folks. It's not because I'm older. I'm just, I'm, I'm only serious. But so this thing was like around the side of the house. And when they come around the corner, they see it. And it, and it looks like a ram headed type creature. Yeah. With the horns, like a big horn sheep, basically, and they they saw this. The eyes didn't. The, the eyes weren't like glowing balls of fire, nothing like that. They said they were just black. Um, they shined the light on it, and it just was talking, and it looked like it was smiling, but the mouth was unusually large, and it had a man like body, and it did this weird thing where it cracked its fingers, like it was, and kind of was like you know scaring them, and then it's doing the teeth knocking yeah, thing. Yeah. And then they ran some back them, inside. Some of them are self-sharpening when they're yes. doing with the teeth. Yeah, that, that, that's probably because of the way that the, 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 the jaws were closing, you know. Yeah. I've heard that with this like boar-headed, pig-headed thing that somebody had told me about one time too that happened in Venezuela. But this thing was like really weird. And I was sitting there trying to take in what they were saying, and they were brothers. And one of them was telling me, he was like, dude, I felt drawn to it. And the other brother had to grab him and tell him, what are you doing? Because it was using his mother's voice. And I was like, so so when they got the shock of their lives and they go around the corner and they don't see what they thought they would see, which was their mother. And, and he goes, I hear I hear her. She, she, it's her voice. You know, and he mm-hmm. goes, maybe she wants to tell us something. And the older brother's like, no, mom is dead. And if there's the something trap. out there, it's masquerading. It's a demon. Yeah. Now, that situation there, I have a quick question, and then we'll close with this. This thing, w- would it be, it's demonic, but it's flesh and blood? Would that be, like, like is that what these creatures are? They're in between? Both. They have they both, are, that, both, they have right? both that, that 
demon seed and their demonized mm-hmm. vessels, just yeah. like a human can get demonized. Like the Nephilim, basically. So can they. And so you would pick the biggest, baddest, apex predator that you could find. I mean, what a vessel to have if, if that's what you're after. And in this case, it wants two things. It wanted, it lured him out exactly like it did, but it can feed off the energy of the fear. That's their mm-hmm. fix. You know, it didn't necessarily have to eat them. It got all that fear. fear. It got that grief emotion going and grief's a huge opening. But grief probably drew it to them. That's a huge opening. A beacon. Oh, yeah. So they could take advantage of it and cause yeah. you more pain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and before I forget, you were talking about the grave that they had dug up. If more people would dig up, and it's gross, but if they would go back out and dig up where they had buried their pets, they would be surprised to find the pets had been removed and mm-hmm. then the dirt filled back in. Yeah, they dig. The, I know that. I, I've heard so many stories of them digging up animals and doing, and this chupacabra we just talked about, uh, we just, I was dropped tonight. Because as of this recording, folks, it's actually a Tuesday night. Uh, in September, but anyway, th- there was a chupacabra. We, we we talked about it, and I don't know what Anthony even named it, but it was like this: these cartel they they were taking these chupacabras as like pets and using them to kill people. But they were like drinking people's blood, you know. And then, but but there were stories of them taking freshly killed uh, dead animals that had been and and exsanguinating them, you know. But uh, guys, it's been great. We we've we've been here for. You know, a while talking, and we still got a lot of meat on the bone, as they say. We scratched scratch the, the surface of it, you know. But you guys have to go get his book. What is the book called? Predator Bigfoot and the Spiritual Warrior's Path. Yeah, and I wanted to give a quick little because I was talking to uh, nobody cares. Anyways, and, folks, we're gonna. I'm well, joking. This isn't I for care. me. So I was talking to. I'm Jerry joking. Early, go ahead. Go ahead. And uh, he was telling me a bit about the book and about like you know what. It kind of pertained because I haven't read it yet and he was really wanted me to read it because it's basically like a, a quick go-to about what you should expect and some signs that you could see that will actually help you and and some things that will help you not only recognize the, these creatures and recognize their what uh, their habitats or what they do but also avoid them and also you know be able to protect yourselves because that's the their I, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like that's the most important thing. You're doing thing. great. Okay. <laughs> Keep uh, going. That's the most important thing to you guys is that to make speaking sure. speaking for <laughs> uh, We just mentioned speaking for Native Americans, and here I go doing it. <laughs> I'm speaking for this Native American guy, which makes me special. <laughs> well, I don't want to, but. Um, well, he is Cherokee. <laughs> yeah. I'm the expert. I'm, I'm Cherokee. I'm the expert. No, but it, yeah, it's just about protecting, you know, yourselves and being aware of the danger. We want our book to keep you from having as many stories mm-hmm. as you've got to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, if they had uh, our book first, half your stories wouldn't exist. Okay, we don't want to do that then. Stop. You know what I'm saying. Stop. Don't read the book. Don't read Jerry's book. Oh, I love my job. Don't lose. But books. you know what we're saying? There, you know, absolutely. There's, there's no yeah. Shortage, but yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's why I, I want to make sure it. I say this because, like, I'm I want. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, you know, I like the message and you know what you guys with the meaning behind your book. So I want to make sure I point that out. Because, you know, when Jerry was telling me about it earlier, I was really impressed. I wish you guys would have been at the conference. It was a blast. And we had, you know, Charles Hamill was there and everybody was there. And the one individual you guys were worried about being there was not there. Yeah. Charles Hamill is tracker. For those that don't know, he's tracker C on our uh, tracking team. Yeah, and he's a good guy, and I had he fun sure talking is. to him. And everybody that was there had we, we just it was just it was such a it was like I'd say it was just part two of the last conference. It was mm-hmm. like oh, you know, it, it was, was like, it was like a big family again, reunion. Huh? 
I, I just, you know, two things I'm going to say, folks, I've been getting bombarded about this because um, everybody had such a good time. All, all the people that came, the vendors, everybody, they sold out. Their books sold out. It was great. Um, my fans come to, 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 to go to work. You know what I mean? And they, David Weatherly said this. He goes, I couldn't believe that it was two days and you had about just as many people as uh, on Sundays we had on Saturday. And he usually drops a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. He usually mm-hmm. drops big time. And and we proved Ken wrong. Ken was like, I'm going to stand by this Friday. He goes, we're not going to be as many people on Sunday. And then they, when we had a big party, well, I didn't I didn't drink because I'm a good guy. I'm a good boy because I, I, I can't because I had a gal. That's why I was to be honest. So I can't drink. All right. But a lot of people were imbibing the night before. And I looked at the my watch and I said, it's four, almost four o'clock, three something. I told my wife, we got to go to sleep. I got to be up the next day to MC, and I may have to speak. You know, it depends how Bettina was feeling. So Bettina was feeling sick the night before, so she, we moved her over. So the next day comes, and we're there. Fine, we're getting into the conference, and we're about you know thirty minutes late getting started, right? And then and everybody was just kind of yawning. And Ken <laughs> comes up to me, goes, "Barton got everybody drunk last night." Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I. And he goes, "I was not responsible." He I was terrible. <laughs> he didn't show up till like midday. Like yeah, he was, I, I he was, was you wanted good. to avoid all that yeah, mischief. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to work. That's all it was. So I, I let Barton invite me and get me drunk. Yeah, so. exactly. So he didn't have to do it. So then, no. so then everybody was like, where's everybody at? And so a bunch of people started showing up, and but not one of the persons, that, except for Ron Moorhead and Barton, and I think maybe two or three other the people. Because Ron, he's he's not a partier, you know, that's the guy or from the Sierra either. Sounds. But he did go in there and sit down and talk to some of the people that were having the little after party, and they had opened up the conference room to us, and, they, and the hotel was really cool, and let us hang out as long as we weren't making a lot of noise, which we were. But we had the whole the hotel, it was ours. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the, the hotel across the highway, but we were there from there, too. That, that was full of our people, too. So we all had a big hangout. And then the, the, finally people started coming in, but every single one of the people that were really going after it, like you and Breezy and everybody else, I, I could tell who was like slowly coming, staggering in, because it was already halfway through the first presentation and people were coming in like <laughs> trying to find their seat, you know, but they did and they showed, and then it was like, the, it just went, it was great. I mean, awesome. everybody came and, and Weatherly had came up to me and, and so did Nick Redford and they were both like, dude. This is awesome. This is a Sunday, and and neither one of them have had never seen that many people on a Sunday. Well, what was really impressive was even our Friday, which is our VIP t- d- dinner. It like, was packed. It was packed. It was a. It was. A, we were wondering, like, oh, are we going to have enough tables here? And we were like, yeah, I think wow. we should make it work out. And but then and Chad Lewis and him and him and uh, was it Kevin? He was with his his uh, buddy that was helping him, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Kevin. Yeah, it was, Kev- it, was, it was Chad and Kevin, and they were there. And Chad was like, "I've," not, he goes, "I'm used to seeing a good crowd on a VIP." He goes, "This is a lot of VIP." He goes, and he sold a ton it of books. Tells you there's a need. Yeah, and, and and so when we brought everyone together, it wasn't just Dogman stuff. It was Dogman. It was Bigfoot. It was the UAP. We had a UAP panel there. Jesus Payan from Breaking Bad. He was there. He was on the. It was I mean, really you, good. You had a bunch of different podcasters. You know, from uh, we had expanded perspectives there, which you know, which was just yeah, awesome to finally Wars. meet. Yeah. And I was looking around the whole conference for two days trying to find them, and I was uh, yeah. I had no idea and they were what standing they looked right like. there on Saturday, like for several hours, just talking to everybody. Ooh, you I know. got to take people in small doses. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Everybody was there. Yeah, it was like just you know. That's and, a lot 
lot of people. It was, man. And but I, it and didn't I feel to, like it. It felt like every person you went to was just like someone you knew. Yeah, that's it was cool. really like a, cool. Nice. No, and like that's what the that's what uh, what's her name said. Monica, she or uh, Beth, the mm. my my uh, editor. I think Monica said it too. But they were all like how good the energy was. Good. Like the, a lot of times you go to a conference and there'll be tension. Yeah. Because you'll have people on this side and they're like, I don't like them. You know? <laughs> and and that doesn't happen. In the last two conferences, it's been everybody's just kind of like good. it was so peaceful. And the true spirited debate, you're not being attacked, yeah. you know, not, and, not and, a debate full of spirits. Yeah. And there were people that would stand up and ask a question and I didn't always agree with everything, but you know, I just went over there and if you want to watch the conference folks, it's on Vimeo. Uh, Christopher Jordan has it on his Vimeo deal. He's my AV guy, but we had a great time. If I do do it again, I was, you guys got to come. I was going to say uh, about the conference and we, uh, thank you for the invite and everything, but we did know that that certain person, the spider, was going to be there, or we thought at that time because yeah. uh, we'd seen that you had, you know, said so if you want to, you you can come there, <clears throat> and uh, we knew that was not going to be a good spot for us to be at that time, and um, it was like we couldn't get involved, or we couldn't. Uh, it just seemed like too many people liked the spider. Yeah. And not yeah. enough people and, and at knew that time. Yet. I was like, not, I was really on the fence. I didn't know. Yeah. But I thought maybe if he came and had something to say, and people could ask him questions yeah. about it, then there, but I, I think he tries to avoid that kind of, you know, that's. But we strongly encouraged Tracker C to go. We were excited for him to go and, yeah, he and had fun. for him to, oh, he had a blast. Yeah. So we were real glad about that. And I want to say real quick in case we don't touch on it. Later, the Ron Moorhead recordings, uh, Jerry put up a video, the, the mimic sound, one of the sounds that they make is a sound of a muffle. Um, so besides the voices, they're listening to the voices through cabin walls or, you mm. know, something like that. So it's another layer of sound over that they can do. And so one of those uh, recordings, it's if you... Imagine an abusive relationship. The woman's oh, yeah. pleading and and crying, and the man's just nailing on her, yelling at her, and stuff. That's what one of his recordings is: is a mimic of a couple Something. that, yeah, of a domestic it, situation. You know why which that draws is. those things? It does. It, oh, yeah, that, that, that energy, negative energy, and then they they want to isolate yeah. people. They want to get that one that's being picked on. They want to get that kid that's being. It's left out there alone, or maybe the one that wanders off. They're looking for that because that one's going to be easy prey. That mm-hmm. one's going to be easy to say, "I'll be your friend." You know, uh, that kind sound of thing. is vibration, and we're all vibration. And these creatures vibrate on a higher level, you know, on a different level, like the fourth dimension, like we were talking about. I believe the fourth density; they can see us, we can't see them. And I think that that's why they're able to use sound so efficiently. You know, and, and I'll take it a step further. I even, I was talking to Tony Merkel. I don't know if you know who that is. He's got uh, the Confessionals, a big uh, podcast, a little bigger than mine, but he's got a good show. And me and Tony have been friends for years. He was at the conference last year. And now he's making docuseries, his documentaries and stuff. He was saying that that he thinks sometimes that this, the, 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 the sound that they make, that wood knocks, is actually they're doing that verbally, vocally, and it's bouncing off of the tree. It also has nothing to do with, they do that because humans are in the area. They don't Mm -hmm. do that. Their warning system. 
Yeah, well, like they don't do that humans, for a bird. Dogs, they don't or... do that for a rabbit. Yeah, it's humans, yeah. just humans. That's humans. That's letting them know the praise in the, the area. praise in the area. Yeah, the mm-hmm. human praise. Or those whoops. That's only for a human. It's not for a, a deer. And it's when a human it. thinks they're whooping, they sound like a a weak female version. The, the mm-hmm. Bigfoot are not impressed. They're not that. fooled by it. No. <laughs> and, and the Bigfoot <laughs> will actually mimic back, but they'll make it sound like a like a... Whoop! Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this guy's out here whooping, so they'll go whoop. You know, just like, and wow! They, they also use uh, they have the fish DNA too, so they have the echo system. The echo, yeah, yeah, and which fish use use it to yeah. knock out other fish, yeah. you know, and things like that. Stun them, and Stun I will yeah. uh, probably make a scene if I'm ever at a place where they're trying to encourage the kids to do the Bigfoot calls. What uh, what are you doing? I take I, one time I got turned around and, and I'll take you here tomorrow if you want. I'll take you. You're going to be in town tomorrow. The, the, there is a place out on the side of Mansfield Mansfield Dam where I took my wife and I've told the people on the show this, but I haven't told you. And it was a place where first there's a house right there that's extremely haunted, like big time. Chris Garitano did a did a show. One of his episodes on Strange World was about that. And this guy who I think was ridiculous. He took a mirror, a black mirror, out of there. So then he takes it to his house, and a bunch of demons come out of it. Start, crying mirror. I mean, it, yeah. And, and Chris was like, he didn't even want to go into the house to film. And the producers were like, you have to. You know, like, you got to do it, you know. And so, but then, and I told Linda Godfrey this back when it happened. We we went over this case together. I don't know if you know Linda Godfrey, the, the author. Don't know her, know her, yeah, but, yeah, but know she, of her. She was, a, yeah. she was my friend. And, yeah. and so we talked about this case. And one of the things that was interesting about it, because she, especially toward the end there, she changed her view quite a bit to where she believed a lot of it could have been shape-shifting and things like that. Um, and I can say that, folks, because I, I got Barton and Lee's witness, Dave Willis' witness, I'm telling you right now. But this, you know, incident happened with a security guard and a pest control. And, and everybody's probably heard this already, but I'll, I'll, long story short, they see this thing wolf-like swimming across the water. It gets out onto dry land, and it begins to kind of shake, and the hair starts to fall off, and it turns into a green ash mist type thing. And it becomes a long, just long-haired Native American or Hispanic. They couldn't tell which because it was an African-American guy and uh, a Colombian dude. But they were they were looking at this guy, and they, they couldn't tell. They thought maybe he was either Native or he was Hispanic. But he was it, he literally before their eyes, right? So that's there's that story, and it's right there down the hill from that house that's got the demonic mirror. Then I go out there with my wife to show her those two cases, right? And I'm trying to impress her because I'm like, this is only made like our third day together. And I said, she goes, I want to see some of these places. And so I was like, well, I'll take you to the lake, and then tomorrow we'll go to the werewolf church out, and you know. So she's like, okay, cool. So I take her out there. <laughs> And I and I've been there a thousand times, but I went out there and we started hearing like in threes, you know. Yeah. And then Classic. and then it started sounding more like I, I probably like this, like like wood knock. You know, I'm taking the, the the vampire spike. I don't know what that is, but that anyway, that bang bang bang. And my wife, she's like, "What is that?" And I and I knew immediately. I was like, "That's a Bigfoot." I mean, it has to be a, a, a Bigfoot. That's what they do, and and then no matter which way we turned or where we went, whichever they were either over here or they were over there, 
And I, I don't know whether they're making it with wood on wood or if they're making it with their mouths or how they're making it. Like Either Merkel way. said that, you know, both. but both. Yeah. yeah. But, but we got, it, it got me so discombobulated that I was like driving around in circles and she's like, yeah. you don't know your way out of here. I thought you've been here a hundred times. Like I have, but I am really Getting freaking rattled. out right now. Yeah. But the fact that it was right there, right there in that area where somebody saw literally a literal werewolf and then there was a house. The Garitano filmed with the with the mirror. I mean, to me, there's that whole area right there, and and also down the road from there. At one time, I went to a house party years ago, and they were playing with a Ouija board, and some weird stuff started happening. Like the refrigerator door came open. I didn't stick around. I left, and so that whole area. And I remember one of those girls saying that they played with the Ouija board quite often. Oh yeah, they and opened up all kinds of opened up real portals. Quick. You bet. Yeah. She's like, we get answers real quick out here by Idiot. the lake. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, you bet you do. Uh, but uh, folks, that's all the time we have for, for Elle and, and uh, uh, the guy Jerry. she's with. Uh, yeah. I'm kidding. The other one. Jerry, <laughs> the, the other one. Expert. J Jerry, the tracker. Uh, so so Jer Jerry, uh, any other projects like after this book? I mean, I mean, I know you just wrote this book, but are you doing anything new? Or is that just you're going to take, take it easy for a while? You're going to keep tracking? <laughs> Not on me, with the book world in the book world. Mm, well, we we people want us to write some more, but we want people to read this one first. Yeah, let's get that. But done. We also okay. want to do a children's book for uh, like a reality children's book, and by that yeah. I mean train them, don't train feed them. the monsters, that's don't Barton, feed the big. Funny he said that because Barton said that, and Barton goes, he said when he was younger. This is funny. He said he, he was writing a children's book about Bigfoot, but then he his views. He was like got so, you know, he got so intense about his views. He said, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this on the air, folks. Bar's going to laugh. Uh, he told me, he goes, I'm going to change the name to the evil spirits from within the earth. <laughs> Instead of ah yes, big, the yeah. children's book. Yes, the children's book. Like the, the, evil, the, the evil Nephilim spirits from within the earth. There is such a thing as monsters. Yeah. Uh, and, goes, and I said for children, he goes, well, why not? They got to learn, you know. They so That's, I mean, you guys exactly have right. very similar views. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think but, they'll get stuck at the title. To be honest, be, yeah. uh, well, but he I was joking, yeah, obviously. No, I but I mean, the yeah. fact that he said he was going to call it uh, something Bigfoot yeah. Buddy or something, you know, something kind of, you know. But now he's like, oh, I guess I'll. I'm not going to do that. I'd have to call it evil Nephilim spirits from within the earth, you know? Yeah. And so we laughed about it, but I mean, you know, but no what joke. is it? These I mean, kids need to know. And so we're, we're thinking about a way to present, like this book is easy enough for a child to read, but we want something, even as us. That's meant for a child. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some way to help them understand and to know you don't follow that thing holding the puppy into the woods or that thing beckoning your kid into the woods. And we're also, this book is also being translated into Spanish. Oh, cool. It'll be out as soon as we get that back. There's, they're working on it right now. And so we're going to put that in the Spanish community. And How do you deal with my books? Because I got yeah, so many that. people yeah. from Latin America. I get yeah, a lot of yeah, stories yeah, now, too. Yeah. And, and the they're Spanish hungry community. For knowledge oh, there's of a bunch it. of them down there that have those stories, man. You and bet they do. The Spanish community needs all these books. Yeah. They need to know what to do and what will happen. If you don't do those things. Yeah, yeah they really could. Yeah. They and that's why we said these books should go together, you know, because it's got the stories of what will happen, what can happen. And it also has got what you need to do before this thing happens. Or if it does happen, this is what you do. Yeah. They're 
both needed in a libraries. Mm-hmm. You know? And in the Spanish community. Yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of stories as of late south of the border. I have gotten a lot, probably like nearly every, I, I could probably put at least one or two every week out there if I, if I wanted to. The best to. videos come from out of America. They don't have yeah, the censorship. Also not, yeah, I was going to, you, yeah, you already said what I was going to say. But uh, so, folks, that's it. All the time we have for tonight. And uh, I'm sure you guys will. uh, Yeah, I mean it this time. And you guys will come on at some point and and I'm sure be a guest on the live stream. We can talk about some other, some different stuff on here. Because you guys got a lot of information. But uh, in the meantime, folks, make sure you check out his book. Say it again. Predator Bigfoot and the Spiritual Warrior's Path. But I also want to say that, you know, People can ask us any question, and we got the answer. Yeah. Oh, where, where can they find you then? Uh, I, I know you guys have a YouTube, YouTube uh, channel. Yeah. 728 or at 728 Jerry Williams, and that's the channel we've been using. Okay. An email address, is that? Uh, Jerry Williams, 1927 at Outlook.com. Okay. And, and, yours? and then there's a Facebook page, Lead Tracker E, Lead Tracker E, which uh, locks me out about 12 hours of every day here for the last week. I can barely get into it. Oh, so, God. you know, I get one good post up and then I'm out. And, the, the, and, yeah. and, and, then, and then the constant, you've been logged out. Like, why yes, is, what is yes. this? It doesn't, you know. Sorry, then, there's a problem, but then he can get in right next door. He just can't talk in any groups. Yeah, <laughs> he got, well, he got unrestricted you, for one minute say anything and at then all. they restricted him again <laughs> from talking. So he can get in and he can scroll, but I can't get in. Yeah. He well, can't once they, you're on their radar, that's it. I mean, it's like, it like, you know, you could just start to say something and they're like, uh, they're waiting. They're like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, that's what like, happened the because last they, you change the last yeah. letter and they're like, well, you're still going to be banned. <laughs> Yeah, and if your kid's going to be get, be banned because I'm sure they're going to be as bad as you. So you know, everybody's banned. You know? He literally made a post out of it. They unrestricted him. It was like a week, six days. He was restricted, and then at eleven eleven, it was unrestricted. He's like, he about to keyboard, and it went right back. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> You're back out. Eleven twelve. You're too smart. You're doing too many things that we again. can't control. You know. <laughs> I mean, that, that, and that seems to be the, the case. Have you ever noticed the dummies don't ever get banned? No, no they don't. The they NPCs, get promoted they and get they promoted. get bigger platforms because yeah. there's an agenda. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the reason we started the channel because we was getting kicked off of every podcast, every channel. Because they were all wrong. And we we talked like one. We talked about the six fingered Bigfoot and all that, and which they is, threw us which off. Which is the side of the Nephilim, right there. Yeah. That's how it always goes, dude. You know, you know, I, I, I was always that kid that, that was overlooked. Mm. You know, there's a song about it by Tiny Tempa, and he basically says you got to keep screaming until they hear you out. Everybody, everybody knows the kid that no one cares about. It's, it's very telling. Well, the tide has turned. It is going to keep turning, and yep. I'm telling you right now, folks, I'm sitting here, and as many people don't like that, like I've said before on the live, is like you're gnashing your teeth or you're jumping for joy. I don't really care which one you do. The fact is that I'm here and I'm going to keep bringing the truth and it doesn't matter. And, and if you can't take the heat, we'll get out of the woods. Amen. All right, folks. So thank you for my to my guests. And uh, we love you all. Uh, even you, Ike. We hope that you can get the help you need. We'll see you guys. Good night. Still time to repent. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I will never be a fan. It's not like we like Ike. No, it's you know, but no, we, you, you that, want his soul you know, God to be. God tells uh, us we have to. We have pray. to do it. All right, it. folks. I'll see you. <laughs>